This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay, that's that's good, I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I gotta say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community yeah. to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, Feels. That fucking pumped me up. That got me amped. I'm ready to start the fucking podcast. That's what I needed. That was the, uh, I played the closing one by accident. The opening one was this um, kind of acoustic thing that I whipped up late last night. (laughs) Just joking. That was Brent Miller from San Marcos, Texas. Okay. Yeah. That was a remix of the OG. That's right. It's a punk cover of the most genius theme song that's ever been played in the first five minutes of the first episode of an advice podcast on the internet hosted by Amir and Jake. If you can shout out my band Kairos and the Insta is at K-A-I-R-O-S-78666. And then he says, I'm the one with dreads and my girlfriend is a fellow fan, Ciara. Very So cool. I think the band is just him with dreads and his girlfriend, Ciara. That sounds like a cool band that yeah. I want to go check out next time I'm in Texas. I'm hearing good things about St. Marcos. It's like, or sorry, San Marcos. It's like kind of like the uh, the new Austin. Really? Yeah, Where people are, it's like, it's like 20 miles south of Austin. So oh, like for perfect. all the people who are like, Austin's getting too commercial. This is like the Bushwick to Austin's Williamsburg. That's cool. That's San Marcos. Anyway, that's where we're building up our next HQ. As of now, we're still in Brooklyn. H- yeah, HGTX. That's that's next. I also want to do HGUK, you know? Because a lot of people are bi-coastal, but I'd like to be tri-coastal. What's the coast in Texas? I guess the Gulf? Yeah, the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then if we do... We have to... Head Gulf. Yeah, the Head Gulf. And then if we do UK, we can be quad-coastal. That's cool. Which I think is the only quad-coastal podcast network. I mean, I think if we did Tricoastal, we might be the only ones. Yeah. I bet, like, fucking Wondery has a Chicago office. Yeah, but that's not a coast. Fox. 
Okay. Well, it's the coast. <laughs> it's the coast of. Uh, it's the coast of Lake Michigan. Is all. Is that a coast? Or does it have I to think, be? I think ocean. it's a coast. It's, it's by the water, isn't it? Yeah. Or is a coast have to be an ocean? This is great fodder. We can just keep guessing, or I can look it up. Um, I'll I'll say I I'll guess that it is a coast. Coast. Oh, it can be any body of water, not just the ocean. I I don't know any body of water, but I'll say that big lakes can be coastal. Okay, coast definition. I'll say it ocean only. Yeah, I I like basically agree with you, but I'm just. You want to switch it up? It. No, I yeah. You should have stuck with your guns because it's the part of the land near the sea, so it doesn't have to be the ocean. Well, sea. Oh, I guess sea though. Yeah. So the lake. The real question is if the lake, lake counts. Can't do it, but, but sea Mediterranean. All right. See, what is the difference between a sea and an ocean and a lake? Is it just size? Is a sea a sea? Can, oh, it's salt water, right? It's fresh water and salt water. No, that's the only difference. I th- I don't know. <laughs> I, I would think it's size. Let's see, sea oh. versus ocean. Oh yeah, maybe size versus lake. Yeah, at autofield, <laughs> they know what people are looking up. <laughs> <laughs> no one listening to this podcast is interested, but I am. Oh, you're sort of right. A lake water can be salty or fresh. The difference between a lake and a sea is that a sea is open to the ocean, and at sea level, lakes don't have a direct outlet to the sea, and so can be above or below sea level. The Dead Sea is below it. But is the Dead Sea attached to an ocean? That that's seems I, like that's, a lake. That is the only reason why I didn't say it's attached to an ocean. I didn't think it was. But Unless they're like, is. yeah, because there's a lake that flowed through it and went to the ocean or whatever. Maybe at some point. That's cheating. <laughs> the Sorry. Dead Sea is cheating. <laughs> Sorry, scholars. This is the Dead Lake. I won't have it anymore. <laughs> Trust me, I've been studying this for 95 seconds. <laughs> it's Blumenfeld's time to weigh in. <laughs> this is a lake. <laughs> this is a lake. You're a river now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right this is if i were you the only advice podcast on the web hosted by us i'm amir i'm jake and i think this is now a podcast. really yeah we're we're talking <clears throat> lakes ponds rivers and streams any body <laughs> of water will do you send in your queries and we'll name it an ocean a lake a pond a river a stream a puddle a bayou or a bayou can't be a swamp but it can't be, be an open lake <laughs> Uh, all right we got some questions not about water if you can believe it i don't know why yeah well we only announced that there were a podcast today so i bet the questions will start rolling in here's one that's pretty crazy with regards to you uh we'll call this guy what's your dad's name sam sam writes i'm a 36 year old clinical psychologist and married father of two boys four and eight in south louisiana recently my wife and i decided to have a third child in an unexpected turn of events, we are now expecting triplet girls. hey No fertility treatment, just a crazy expensive gift from God. Yeah, I know gotcha J- from God. I know Jay comes from a family with triplets, and his mom seems to be such a wonderful soul. What advice would you all give a father expecting triplets? I'm worried about being able to cultivate close, individualized relationships with each kid. What was it like in your family of triplets? Any pearls of wisdom would be greatly appreciated. P.S. My four-year-old is named Micah. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. So he's got two kids and then triplets, which is exactly what your parents did. And one of the kids is named Micah. Older brother, younger brother named Micah, and then triplet girls. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're really close to being parallel here. It's also funny because my parents had me and my sister 
and then tried to have a third kid and had triplets. Yeah. And then Micah was a little mistake even <laughs> after that. So you never know. You never know. Yeah, this guy you tie your tubes, you might have another. This guy has to wait six years and have a sixth child to pull off the full Hurwitz. Yeah, that's crazy. Which has got to be the most rare occasion in the history of baby making. Yeah, that that there, after the triplets, after you have five, there's like a... One a, more bonus Why choice. not? <laughs> Let's add one more. The difference between five and six can't be that much. Uh, I guess you can't speak to raising these triplets, but maybe you do have some insight as to like, how did you guys individualize them? At what point do you know that they have different personalities? Power dynamics. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I I don't think we did like when I what I remember is the triplets were often like dressed in the same clothes, had the same haircut. It was like the opposite. The, yeah, they the, tried to treat them as one child who we, is split. And for a long the, time, we still do. Like we'll be like, "Where's Hannah, Micah, and the triplets?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that affects them. They like sometimes. I, I think it's just like anything. Like they would get annoyed growing up, and but now they like really cherish their close relationship. There's the not triplet like ties. They don't. I'm very close with my brother and like, but no one will have the bond that the triplets have. They're like, they do, they like feel things that happen uh, across like state lines. Without telling like, whoa, did something just happen? And yeah. Like they'll call be like, are you okay? And it's like, oh no, I had a really bad day or something like they Wow. I mean, that's at least what they say. Telekinetic. And I feel like, yeah. And if they, they believe that they at least like feel closer. Wow. Yeah, you'll never be like, I have a headache, Micah, is everything fine? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how can he... Indu- Just the fact that he's asking this kind of stuff means he's going to be a good dad, I think. Yeah. I Cultivate think- close, individualized relationships. I mean, I think that all that the, the triplets, for as much as we like push them around in a three-person stroller, like they have like very distinct individual personalities. And I would imagine as like... I guess I do it as a brother and well, I do it as a brother now and my parents could probably do it too. Like Liza likes gymnastics. So it's not like, okay, all the triplets will do gymnastics. Yeah. And like Sarah, Sarah was a great runner and well, she still is. But so you, so they would support her, her hobbies, her passions. Rachel loves music. So they bought her a piano. Like there, there were, there were ways that they individualize themselves but they also stayed close and my mom gave them the same haircut all the time so that was nice also if you're a clinical if you're a clinical psychologist maybe you can conduct little experiments on these little twerps so like nature versus nurture debates can be settled once and for all i don't like if you homeschool child one which you'll call one and you homebrew the other (laughs) and the other two are sent to a public and a private school you can sort of chart their educational development over little lucy time. is kept under the stairs and fed <laughs> sardines through a little slot well i would call them one two and three. Oh, okay so as to not give them a personality or I name did. a life of their own almost well so you you would send a uh like a young a young girl to private school with no name you know the name is two <laughs> yeah almost like almost make her feel as though she is a experiment right which is interesting because she is getting the best end of like she's going to the the ritziest school yeah she's being treated like a little princess for sure and then there's one that's <laughs> kept under lock and key at home <laughs> yeah and she'll be homeschooled by me at home drooled <laughs> the problem for me is learning this shit again like when a second grader is learning history and you don't know that 
You have to teach yourself late right. at so night. Yeah, you're gonna homeschool somebody, but you don't know any. Like you had to just yeah. Google what what a sea was versus yeah. a lake. But it would be a lot. You like didn't know that. what a sea or a lake was. But I, w- the child at home or one, wouldn't know about the internet until she was twenty. <laughs> twenty. Yeah. So you're I sort sadistic. of. Yeah, I keep her sheltered in a way so that she thinks I'm thinking, but I'm actually googling. But she doesn't know what googling is because she's never been exposed she, to a yeah, smartphone. Yeah. So you seem like a godlike. Yeah, or, I'll say I, have I mean to, you're more of a Satan because you're keeping her. And I keep on. I'll have to hold my answer key, and that's this orb that my iPhone. But she doesn't know about that. And right, I sort you're, of you're squeeze ca- you're, it. You can tell her anything. You're you're calling it an orb. Yeah, it's an just or- a phone, a knowledge orb, and knowledge I'll hold orb. it to my forehead, but sort of cheat it, cheat it out so I can read it. <laughs> so, One second. <laughs> a C is a mass. <laughs> Sorry, our internet, or not internet. Fuck. One, she close would, the door. She would still think you were dead. Or dumb. She would still think you were dumb. <laughs> and she'd be right. Um, did uh, you, did, is he asking how, to, how they have relationships with him or how they have good relationships with everyone in the family? Because, I mean... I think he means individualized relationships with each kid. Right. Like not treating them like one lump sum. Yeah, but it's hard not to just give them all the same clothes, the same haircuts like you did or your parents did. Yeah, I, I really think that a lot of the the stuff that we, the, a lot of the stuff like that was just seen as, it was like, they didn't have any time. <clears throat> there were six kids. So like I ate a lot of frozen microwave food, but it wasn't like I was being mistreated. There was just no time. <laughs> I liked kid cuisine. <laughs> I did love my little frozen drumsticks. <laughs> they were good. And I want to eat them now again. I want to eat a brownie that you have to microwave next to corn, next to Salisbury steak. The one thing that we always got in trouble for was if we weren't being nice to our uh, my sisters and my brother. We, that was always a requirement. Spend time with them and be nice to them. Yeah, was you hear a lot about like time. sibling rivalries. Like, oh, I hated my brother growing up, or I hated my sister. Yeah, and like sometimes my brother annoyed me a lot, but like I wouldn't get in trouble if I got bad grades. Maybe I should have, but I and I wouldn't get in trouble if I like um, lit off fireworks in the backyard. But I would get in trouble if I like wouldn't let my brother hang out with me. <laughs> That's what I got in trouble for, and I I think it was. I think it's nice. Now we're now we're all very close, which is health, healthy and nice. Yeah, I wonder if that's because of the rules that were stated as a child, or in spite of them. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, all right, here's a question about a Starbucks airdrop. We'll call this guy Howard Schultz. Howard writes, "Hey, you tits! This one's short and sweet. I'm in college and I'm currently doing homework at a Starbucks, and I got an airdrop that simply said my number is blank." the actual number. Right. <laughs> My airdrop doesn't have a picture on it and I hadn't talked to anyone at the Starbucks. So there's no way anyone knowing my name in order to choose my correct airdrop. Similarly, there's no way to know who sent it. So should I respond? It seems a little weird, but I'm I'm a curious person, so I'm thinking about doing it. Have you guys ever gotten random airdrops? Also, what should I say? Thanks a bunch. Howard Schultz. Um, have you ever has that ever happened to you? No. Random airdrop? No. I think I've gotten I've gotten one but it seemed to be it was not like a flirtation it was very it was very much a mistake oh i see airdrop seems so hard and fickle for me to actually manage i can't imagine getting one on by accident like it's hard for me to find my computer or your phone to actually do airdrops i think we just haven't been single in a long time like i could imagine getting into some kind of airdroppy flirtation for sure. like sending one you mean yeah well no i don't think i would i don't think i have the 
the courage or the gumption or the huevos to pull that off. I I think it would. It's almost like a little bit creepy. It's like a little bit of an invasion. Yeah, I'm wondering what yours says because right now I'm pulling mine up, but I don't see anybody else in the area. Like you have to like have the airdrop open, right? I, like my I can't airdrop you to you to unless like, your phone I is think on. You have to, yeah, I, but like if you're in line at Starbucks and Using everyone's everyone's looking at their phone while they're waiting. Oh yeah, I see yours, and it says Jake Horowitz and your picture, but maybe because your picture's in my phone. Yeah, that's why. So this person. Is there a world where this person knew who was receiving the airdrop, or did she just fucking blast it out? Or is it even a guy thinking he sent it to a lady? That's My guess is that it's a thirsty-ass dude who saw a cute girl, and he just sent his number to everyone. Because he's like, I don't care. I, I, like, all these other dudes will get it, but so will she, and maybe it'll work. <laughs> yeah. That, or sending it to another guy. I'd hate to use heteronormative standards. Right. Um, I just think that the 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 quintessential douchey guy will be a dude trying to get pussy. Got it for sure. But anyway, uh, I do think that it's it's within your rights to respond. Like, yeah, you're responding at the very least out of fun. Hey, lol, who did you think you were sending this right. to? Just like get some more information from this person. Whoever sent it took a much bigger swing. Like, you say, should I respond? Is like. Like you have nothing to lose. The also, person is who it sent a picture? It is, like, is it a picture that says my number is this? It has to be like a note or a picture, right? It's yeah, not it like a text. Be. You can't text someone over airdrop, right? So it have, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a note. <clears throat> I wonder if that happens a lot on the subway here. Yeah, I think it is. I think that I think I've heard that before, like an airdrop subway romance. Yeah, it's almost or, like, and a like game. I also think it's like prank, people prank pranking too. Like you can yeah. send anything, any photo <laughs> to anyone. You could send it to like. Everyone who's on their phone on the subway. Oh, right. You can send a dick pic to everybody in a car. Yeah, if you wanted to. Interesting. Yeah, well, they'd have to accept it. I think. I wonder if it blurs it until you accept. Yeah. I think it does. And what what percentage of people accept it? I bet a decent amount because you're kind of curious. curious. But I'm kind of turned like, on just thinking about sending it. You're nasty. <laughs> I'm a voyeur. Oh, sorry. I said that in like a sweet way. You're nasty. Got it. You're nasty. Yeah, like in a bad yeah. nasty. No, yeah. you're nasty. <laughs> Like you're nasty, yeah, so you nasty. should respond. Is what you were saying? I think you might as well. You have nothing to lose. And what would you respond if you got this? What does it say? My number is, bl- and then the number. Cool. I would say, "Hey, got your airdrop." Dot dot dot. Who is this? Question mark. What about got your number from a friend? Parentheses airdrop. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Who is this? LOL. Are you hot to me? <laughs> I don't want to go on a date with a four. <laughs> In fact, lose my number. I'll be at Starbucks tomorrow getting a pumpkin spice late. <laughs> I'm kind of a basic B around the holidays. What's your face? <laughs> Airdrop your face to me now. Uh, she blocked me. Huh. Weird. That makes sense. Uh, follow up up. Let us know what happened. Text this person and give us a give us an update. Might as well. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back uh, and answer some more questions after these messages. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. 
I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress. So she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was awarded the number one best overall mattress uh pick of 2019 by gq and wired so it's not just us cool gq and wired likes them too yeah and i'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can wait it doesn't matter who's who's yeah that that part doesn't matter all right sure you just go to helix yeah yeah just go to helix sleep.com slash if i were you you take that two minute sleep quiz you don't necessarily have to get into a fight mm-hmm. with anybody while you're doing. Just take that two-minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes, yeah. and that's part of the issue, okay? Yeah, they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now, right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash if i were you for up to two hundred dollars off damn thank you helix thank you to all form for sponsoring this episode of our show oh yeah baby well if you've been listening to the show you know we love our helix mattresses correct so in an exciting turn of events helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas what? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but okay. fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping. And there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you. And it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a list. You know what? I've got I've got some advice. Yeah. I have recently purchased a pair of office crocs or crocus offs as I call them. Yes, and that is a very catchy little nickname. <laughs> How are your crocus offs? <laughs> I've lost my crocus offs. <laughs> um I am I'm in love with them. Meaning? Uh, I think they're wonderful. I think that uh, for anybody that has a standing desk, office Crocs are simply a must. Because why can't you just wear your regular shoes? I think that 
living in New York City, I am at the height of fashion, the pinnacle of streetwear. <laughs> and I I will sometimes wear shoes that are that are sexy for my commute, but not nice to stand in all day. A fashion over function type decision. Yes, but the I'm high also, heels of normal wear. Um and even beyond that, <clears throat> when I'm at my standing desk, I have this thing this i forget what it's called but it's some kind of like it's a squishy mat that is apparently designed to resemble the forest floor okay so it's like it's feel it's really soft and squishy but then there's like a couple spots where there's like knots it's almost like you're standing on a mossy ground but you like can feel some some uh, twigs and berries underneath yeah some tree roots yeah and it's like you can step around different parts on this mat and just like massage your feet so it's wonderful to be on that barefoot but then you got to get a soda from the <laughs> fridge you got to go to the bathroom somebody calls you over to their desk and you don't want to just walk across the the floor in your socks because you have um the crippling pain in your <laughs> sesamoid <laughs> do you realize like how many like additional things we're adding to like life like it used to be you go to work and sit down and it's like okay sitting's not good anymore so we got to have the standing desk if you're at a standing desk got to have the mossy floor you're on the mossy floor. You don't want to just stand with shoes. You got to get the office crocs for the mossy floor for the standing desk. Yeah. Can you just get rid of it all and have a sitting desk? I guess you could, and that'd be fine. But <laughs> I'd still, I think no matter if you have a standing, this is all just my journey to getting the crocs. Because um, you don't want to like, if you take your shoes off at your desk and you have to go somewhere, you don't want to put your shoes back on. Right. You want to be able to just slide into something, walk to the kitchen, walk back. Um, so even if I had a sitting desk, I think I like the idea now of taking my shoes off at work and putting on office Crocs. Yeah. So regardless of the sitting or standing situation, it's yeah. almost like slippers at home. Yeah. And I mean, they are pretty atrocious looking. Yeah. Um, but they are little fleshlights for your feet. They are so <laughs> pleasant to be inside. Do they make Do they make the moccasin version of Crocs like... You know, the kind a of like the Uggs. Yeah, a crocusin of sorts. They it's do got have like fleece. Yeah, they have fleece-lined Crocs. Yeah. I mean, and Crocs aren't the only... There's there's other uh, great slippers, uh, but I just... I highly recommend it. I, it. Maybe it's not for everybody. If you work like on, on Wall Street or, or in the State Department or something, yeah. if you work somewhere where you're supposed to be pretty buttoned up, <laughs> but if you have a casual workplace environment, you can't recommend office Crocs. Yeah. Enough. It's funny to imagine like an episode of Homeland where... Brody is wearing Crocs because he's at a standing desk with the mossy floor. I have a meeting with the vice president. <laughs> Hold on a second. Where are my Crocus offs? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> I'm a Croc lover. <laughs> is Brody a good actor? He's in Billions too, right? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good actor. I don't think <laughs> that he ever had a very interest like. He's, he's never had to show range. Yeah. He's always just been a serious man. Right. And I was always floored that he he was so acclaimed in Homeland. Just like, okay, what you have to do is just keep it all inside. Yeah. Like, that's that's fine. He's, I can do that like, by accident. He's just kind of quiet and suspicious. The that most he's like, happy is like is like a wry smile when he's trying to hide something. Yeah. He's never laughing or like Getting no. a beer with friends, or cracking like, up, or being intense. He's not. He's not really ever yelling. Yeah, it's it's strange. And then in billions, he's just always. Uh, he's kind of like a savant businessman who only cares about money and power. Does he like? Is he a charming, laughing guy in that ever? 
I guess he's sometimes a charming laughing guy, but he's not like, <laughs> I don't think he's like super good. He's kind of just fun to watch. Yeah. Because he's like super rich and he talks in a really gravelly voice. I guess he's better in Billions actually than he, he is. He is British Hollywood. though. Yeah. So like whenever a British person is playing American, just by default, he's a good actor. Right. I think I would you say. can't tell. I would say that he's good in Billions, but the character is so, like the writing of that character is so one note and right. flat. It's just like. I'm Axe. All I care about is money and getting Chuck Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Which is kind of what you can say about his character in Homeland. Well, in, in Homeland, he had he at least had like internal conflict. He had like kind of been turned by Al Qaeda, and and he also like was in love with Claire Danes. Yeah. So there's there's a little <laughs> something there. Got it. But the right, I didn't like. Uh, they, it, TV sucks in general. Uh, I have the only to... good show out there is Succession. <laughs> Everything else is bad. There's an A and a C of Fs. I wonder if Succession would have ruined like even Breaking Bad for me. Mm. Like if Succession was on during Breaking Bad, would you like Breaking Bad's not that good because it's not as good as Succession? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Breaking Bad was very visually interesting at the very least. Like some of the greatest shows of all time would be Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Sopranos. People love a lot though. I haven't I st- seen it. I still have not seen. I've se- I like watched the. I think it's. I would have equated it actually with something like The Wire because I love The Wire and Jill's been rewatching The Wire like every once in a while. And I don't love watching it. It's like, just so, dense. It's well, I don't mind dense. <clears throat> I it's the production value seems so low. Oh right, it's like it's before HD, before widescreen. Yeah, screen. it's just like it's really not fun to watch. And I think that I, that is sometimes how I feel with Sopranos. Like mm. I really want TV to look amazing, and it doesn't. Right. Um, but maybe so, I guess Sopranos is up there. But The Wire. Yeah. Um, what do you do? You think su- Succession? Succession is my favorite, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get mad if somebody had a second or third behind those other shows. Those are all like A-plus shows to me. Yeah, and those shows almost feel like masterpieces. Succession's only two seasons, so so far it's just been really, really fun. Yeah. None of those shows are as funny as Succession either. That's true. Succession is the funniest show of those. And it's also really dramatic and good. Yeah, it's almost like, what's your preference of style of genre? Like some people like Mad Men because it's like, oh, I, I... I'm nostalgic about that era, or I like the idea of like businessmen right. in the fifties. Yeah, it's like sexy to watch that show. Yeah, but there's not. I I don't think I've ever like there. there things on Mad Men like made me smile and feel good, but yeah. I was never like, oh my god, that's hysterical. Draper just said the funniest <laughs> joke. Sterling was pretty funny. St- yeah, Sterling was pretty funny, but even he was just like playing a wacky character. It was yeah, not like. Pete Campbell never made me LOL. Except for when he was uh, eating cereal, watching TV, and cracking up. <laughs> All right, that show is great. No, you're thinking of Big Daddy, actually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, stemming from now, I think this is a three or four episode long uh, unsolicited advice. The flu shot, which I recommended to you like four weeks ago, which you then said you didn't want to get. Yeah. which Thomas joked about creating a super flu. Uh-huh. Uh, we keep getting emails, so I have to stop spreading misinformation, okay? No one said, no one said that we are, we're telling it like it is. Yeah. As if I were you. We're allowed to be dumbasses. So Frida writes, stop spreading misinformation. I get that you guys are kind of joking, but you have a oh, giant platform and you're spreading lies um, when vaccines are already under attack and mistrusted. I really expected you to do better. So how about this? I'll fucking read your email. Is that that's the best we can possibly do? What You're are you getting your message out there, Frida? 
The main problem with someone like Jake... I didn't do anything. Exactly. That's the problem. Getting the flu vac... uh, Not getting the flu vaccine is that even if he is healthy enough to fight off the disease successfully, while his immune system is fighting it off, he can still incubate and spread the virus. By not getting the vaccine, he is putting other people with weaker immune systems, i.e. children and the elderly, uh, at risk. This is especially a concern because he lives in a place like New York where lots of strangers are crowded together in confined spaces. So basically, you can have the (laughs) flu and give it to other people, or you can get the flu shot, which would prevent you. Uh, And if everybody, enough people got the flu shot, uh, getting the vaccine means you contribute to, quote, herd immunity, keeping others safe, even if you personally don't believe you need the extra protection. So there, that's the end of the debate. And I won't even accept a rebuttal. I well, I would love to go through the emails and see if anyone else wrote in agreeing with me. <laughs> like if any anti-vaxxers out there think it causes autism. Me and Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> so, lastly, uh, and I've said this from day one: get a flu vaccine. But are you willing to go on record and saying you'll get one now? I'm willing to go on record and admit that it's probably good. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Everyone should, uh, fine. Everyone should get it. Uh, f- fuck it. What do you? What do I care? <laughs> Everyone should get it. Thanks, man. That means a lot. All right, we're going to CVS right now. I didn't say I'd get it. <laughs> I don't care about the herd. As long as enough people get it, I'll be fine. I don't hang out with elderly folks. It's just everyone but me needs to get it. All right, let's try to answer another question. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. This is funny relationship advice from a sweet lady in St. Louis. Ooh, St. Louis. We'll call her Marge, a sweet lady name. I'm a 24-year-old living in St. Louis and have been dating my current boyfriend for the last five years, and we've been friends for 10. He is Latvian, like Kristaps Porzingis, and moved here uh, for college, but got a job afterwards in St. Louis. We've lived together for two years of dating, but he works an hour away, so last year we started living separately. To me, our relationship is great. We make jokes and get along. We're very independent of each other. We love living together. But after dating for five years, he still says, I don't know, when I ask him if he can commit. I have been giving him months to think about it because if we decide we want to be together, our future would be a lot easier. I could get him a green card. Then we we wouldn't be stuck living in St. Louis where he has a work visa. Should I just end it? I don't want to be sitting around waiting for him to maybe want to be with me, or should I stick it out because he's awesome? Also, he listens to your show, so he'll hear your advice. If you tell me to break up with him, it'll be a lot easier because I won't have to tell him myself. Whoa. LOL. <laughs> My God. Wait, so it's five years. Ten years of friendship, five years of dating, and then when she says, do you want to commit to me? He says, I don't know. What does committing mean? I think that's the problem. Maybe he thinks that means marriage and he's like whoa i don't want to commit forever and she's like i just want to be exclusive together for the next foreseeable future Uh, yeah part of me feels like i need to know i need a little bit of clarification on what commitment means but i'll also say that five years is like you have to you have to make up your mind at that point you should know everything you need to know right there's i mean i understand there's ambiguity in this email uh, but there should be no ambiguity in your relationship after five years. But what about the ages of 19 to 24? You're still sort of changing and evolving. So like every five years is not the oh, same. Wait, they're, they're, she's 24 right now? Yeah, she's 24 now. So they started at age 19. I see. I understand a little bit better now than I think. <laughs> I mean, I I definitely still think there should be no ambiguity. So if if you're saying like, I need you to commit to me and... 
whatever that means, and he's saying no, um, then <laughs> there's a lot of pressure knowing he's listening. You're breaking up with someone. Well, it's hard because I don't know what I don't know what committing means. Yeah, and maybe like, they if, don't know. Maybe they're not on the same level about what that means. If she's either. like, let's I want to be exclusive and they haven't been exclusive for five years and he's like, I'm not sure, then fuck that, you know, then she should break up with him. Yeah. Uh and it seems like they've already quote committed in that they're dating for five years and live together for part of it. I think I mean if it's about if it's about marriage, then I think not wanting to get married when you're twenty four is completely valid. Right. Um and if it's about I think basically if it's about anything shorter than just being exclusive, I think I think him being reticent is valid. Okay, how about we don't break them up yet, all right? We don't break them up yet, but they should have a conversation about what this commitment means to them. Yeah. Whether it means a lifetime guarantee starting now, which is like the most extreme version, like let's get married today, or is it like let's – I can commit to the next year – Two years, five years. Right. Remember, you said once that like marriage should be like a four a term, or it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm committing for four years. Like it's crazy to commit. Five I've years. known you for four years, and I have to commit for eighty. Yeah, that seems like you, you wouldn't do that in professional basketball. Was this before I was married? Yeah, I, probably. I imagine so. Because <laughs> now lifetime seems pretty damn good. <laughs> if anything, it's too short. I want to be with her for eternity. Babe. <laughs> Help. Um, I I think that the commitment. What you need to do is commit to having a convo. Okay. Nice. Commit to the convo. And commitment. There's, I think, the relationship has to work for both of you guys. It sounds like it's good for the dude because he's hanging with you and he doesn't have to quote unquote commit to whatever you're asking him to commit to. But if he continues to do that and you've been with him for five years and you're not getting the thing that you want, which is some certain type of commitment that is a little ambiguous from your email, but if you don't have to stay in a relationship like that that's making you unhappy. Yeah. And then she says, P.S. I'm good at remembering everyone's birthdays like you, Amir. So That's cool. So maybe you could be with her. I mean, should I? Like, we already well, I have that. She's comment. young. She's 24 and you're like 48 or no, something. I'm not 48. I'm 47. <laughs> going on 50. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and I'm are. nifty. <laughs> and I actually smoke cigars now. And I have triplets. One, two, and three. <laughs> In fact, I want to have triplets with you. Everything else won't do. A twins would have to be discarded. It's not even close to being enough. I need to have three for me. Three X on the day. <laughs> uh, all right. We don't have time to answer one more question, but maybe time to give a little bit more of unsolicited advice. I know you had one about overnight oats that you want. You're, to you're stealing my shit for next week, Blooms. I got a good one for next week, too. Oh, okay. Well, the, all right, fine. I'll, I'll mention overnight oats as well okay um i have for the last couple uh i've been missing cereal for a while yeah cereal is really good um and oatmeal is i just find it i don't have a microwave so i find it a little annoying to make yeah i have to put it in a pan and heat yeah boil milk and or water and then like scrape the pan it's just not it's hard to clean you got to clean it right away that dry oatmeal even for like 20 minutes it's like that's part of the pan and i like and i like to i like to eat and go i don't like to i don't sit with breakfast you know got it um so i've been doing this thing where i just pour cold milk into oats 
and eat it as cereal. <laughs> okay. Which is what as my wife told me, not really good for your digestive system. Because it's undone oats. Yeah. It's and dry it, oats plus milk. It doesn't taste very good either. Of course. Thing. I'll like pour some fruit in there, a little yeah. scoop of peanut butter. <laughs> it's fine, but it's not good. <laughs> okay. Um and then the other day I made that. I, I put my oats and my milk. What kind of milk? Um I do the almond milk in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I was about to eat it, and Jill was like, "Oh, I made you breakfast," and she had made me like something way better. So I, so I put it in the fridge. You're acting like you invented over. I know. <laughs> I backed into it. I've like, I've known about them, and I just like, and everyone tells me how easy they are, and like that I should do it, and mm-hmm. I just never remember at nighttime to do that. Yeah. You know? And but this time I, it was. I mean, twenty-four hour oats because it was oh, morning to the next morning, yeah. and I and I had them the next day. Because the were, oats sort of take in the milk and become a mushy milk of sorts. It was so fucking good because I don't. I also don't love when oatmeal's hot. Like, <laughs> I like the. I like it to cold mush. Yeah, like I kind of like it to taste a little bit like cereal. Yeah. So I had these overnight oats with a, with a banana and some peanut butter, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> and then you're it's, like, I'm gonna just keep doing this. But not by accident anymore. Yeah, now I do it on purpose, and it's great. It's such a... What kind of jar are you using? I just pour it in a bowl, and then I eat it straight out of the bowl. Interesting. I, I put it in the bowl. I'm going to eat it out of in the morning. And in the morning, I cut up a banana, scoop of peanut butter, eat it, done in five fucking minutes. It's Why amazing. is that better than cereal, though? Um, I Well, I think that it's um, a little healthier. I guess it depends on the cereal. Yeah, I don't know what... Like it's healthier than Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I think it's health- It's healthier than most cereal that I would eat or buy. Maybe it's not... I don't know what... I don't know what else is uh, healthier than oatmeal. Right, but it also tastes so good that you don't mind that it's a little bit unhealthy as long as it's most. I don't healthy. think it's unhealthy. But I bet it's like not as healthy as like those giant wheat cereals where you just sort of break giant logs of salty wheat and then eat that with, with food. I think it is because I like those wheat cereals. Really? But I want, I mean, maybe. If if those, if wheat cereal's healthy, then I would probably start eating that, actually. <laughs> Forget everything I said about overnight oats. I, I don't know if everything cereal like is on the table. not healthy. Right. But I do like overnight oats. So, all right. Maybe it is healthy. What do I know? I'm just a dumbass with three kids. Uh, Living on the Gulf. Uh, all right. That's it. That's our episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you have your own questions or theme songs, send them on down to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. The opening one was written by Brent. Remember that amazing, um, what would you call it? Punk something or other? Pop punk uh, cover of the greatest song of all time. Yeah. I think you mentioned. P- punk cover indeed. Uh, and this closing one is written by, I believe his name is Connor. Con Con. Yeah, I made a theme song. It turned out very good. Really good stuff here. Love the show. Thank you. No, really. <laughs> thank you. Please plug my website. I look like DanielRadcliffe.com, which is funny because sometimes people tell me I look like DanielRadcliffe.com. I should have fucking squatted this domain when I had the chance. Uh, all right. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Brent. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> You have to do some fucking weird things so this guy can come. come, come. 
I heard you got some news, got the blues, got a qualm You better listen in to the words of this song I got these two friends, they can't do no wrong It's Jake and Amir in New York like King Kong Jake's got a baby and her name is Rhiannon Became a dad without trying or planning Being a dad is a little bit neat Clean and cool like a little bit of sleep though Getting advice from a dad in a rodent Coming like an aardvark so cold and potent It's all up on my sheets, cold as ice Better give my mom some unsolicited advice Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man now Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man now Jicking a man, jicking a man, jicking a man Chicken a man, chicken a man, chicken a man now. Chicken a man, chicken a man, chicken a man. Chicken a man, chicken a man, chicken a man now. If I were you, show at gmail.com. Heck yeah. That was a headgum podcast. Hey, I'm Finn Wolfhart. And I'm Billy Brick, and welcome to Lackluster Video. Lackluster Video is a film podcast hosted by us. Two friends, writing partners, and idiots who love movies. Each week we're going to be watching and talking about a movie together or with a special guest. We're watching movies from every genre. From micro-budget Japanese zombie movies. To Aaron Sorkin's award winners. To Adam Sandler's least critically acclaimed works. And that's not all. We'll also be talking about movies that don't exist based on randomly generated suggestions. For example, if I gave Finn a sci-fi movie called... 2038 Rapture, starring Demi Lovato and Sean Combs, he would say it's... Demi Lovato has to use her booming voice to save the world, as Sean Combs plays his producer. Uh, they, and they, they have to do this in order to beat, beat it, beat, beat the aliens. It's not my best, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, to become a member of Lackluster Video... All you have to do is subscribe.